0: It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And
1: good evening, everybody. Welcome to Spooky Sundays. The gremlins are in the system already tonight. I can feel it's going to be a crazy-ass show. Uh, My name is Anne Recovich and joining me frantically on the headphones next to me is... I'm
0: here, I'm here, I'm
1: here. Who so, are you, Renata Daniel? <laughs> so we've um, we've had the song skipping on the the computer tonight, and the news has come in about four minutes early, and we've had we've tried to do our live feed,
0: and it's just not going to work. So yes, I, it is. Yes, it is. We're, we're going to get our, our shite together. <laughs> it's going
1: to be good. Hopefully, everyone will come across and listen through the Newcastle Live Radio app anyway. But tonight, oh, we're getting very excited about Halloween we've hit the Halloween month already from first of October, ghost hunters do get very excited because it is the time of year that uh, we can be very spooky. But I'm a little bit disappointed we can't get to the shops and buy the stuff we normally like buying. Is that right, Renata? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> See her at the moment i stuffed your phone. She's completely. just reckon my phone here. I don't know what she's doing. No, I've got no idea. All right, now Renata, do
0: you have some supernatural news for us tonight? Well, I, I fixed my phone. You broke it. I do. I do. Something, there you go. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, I do. I have a story from England, and this is about a tormented mum poor, tormented mum, and her name is Charlene, Charlene Smith, and she's 36 years old from Harlow, Essex, Essex, and she says, a deviant spirit attacked me even in broad daylight over two years of hell. Oh, wow. Right, so I'm going to tell you this story now. Hang on to your seats, people. A tormented mum claims she was attacked by a sexually charged ghost for two hellish years before the birth of her daughter banished it for good. Charlene Smith from Harlow, Essex says she was first awoken by a deviant spirit touching her intimately and initially mistook it for her partner. However, over the coming months, the mum of six says the spectre continued to attack her, forcing her to desperately turn to ghostbusters, mediums and even a priest to no avail. Confronting her inner torment sparked by a recent tragic loss, there you go, there's there's the bit we've all got to know, the 36-year-old was finally able to rid herself of the ghost after the birth of her new baby. This was Baby number six. I was so anxious I was jumping off the walls, Charlene said. For nine months, in which the haunting was at its most intense, I was living in fear of the spirit. I had no idea how it had manifested or what had caused it to invade my home. Charlene, who is mum to Courtney, 17, Chanel, Fifteen, Charlene.
1: I've got a C theme happening. Sha- I do Charlene, believe. Charlene,
0: thirteen. That's going to be a bit. Hurt. she's Charlene, and her child is Charlene. Mackenzie, twelve. Chloe, ten. And Chardonnay. Oh, Chardonnay. <laughs> Chardonnay,
1: oh, Shardy would have to be my favourite. Says
0: the attacks began one morning in October the 15th. Awakened from her sleep, she explains it took a few moments to realise what the terrifying presence in her bed was. I've even accused my own uh, ex partner for getting frisky, she says. <laughs> and I fled from the house twice with the five children I had at the time after a haunting. Charlene's dramatic exit, complete with her five children, came after asking a priest for help, only for the apparent haunting to gather pace.
1: Oh, well, see, once again, they, they're bringing in the clergy and things get worse.
0: Mm-hmm. It had made the haunting ten times worse, she says. The kids were also seeing things and feeling spirits brush against them. They were as distressed as I was. The first night I fled, it had attacked me in my bedroom. Shadowy arms rained down on me as it scratched and pulled at me. Oh, no. I was terrified and decided to record it on my phone, as you do, to provide uh, evidence of what was happening. Well, I mean, you'd want to do that because people wouldn't believe you. That's true. I called my mum and I sent her the video. She came right away and knocked on the door, telling us to get out of the house, so we all rushed out. Run away, run away. Similarly, (laughs) Lily Lily. On another occasion, shortly afterwards, a second alleged attack left Charlene so scared that she scooped up her children and ran out into the street. Run away. She recalls how the unwelcome events were triggered after an uncle who she adored died tragically at the age of 48 when he fell down the stairs. Oh, no. The circumstances around his death were traumatic and she struggled as, as and, and we struggled as a family, she says. I started lighting candles and asking for a sign from him, she says. Ah, oh, so she's called him in. I was, it was after that. That these strange things started to happen, objects would move around the house and cupboards started to bang. At first, I thought it was my nan communicating with me, as I see her face in the house sometimes. But when I started to feel tickles against my leg, so no feel, feeling what? Tickles. Oh, tickles! I thought you tickles. said tipples. And I'm thinking, What on earth is? I know tipple is a drink. Tickles, tickles. against my leg and feel someone touching me in more intimate places, I realised something more cinema... (laughs) Sinister...
1: (laughs) It's going
0: to be one of those toes. was in my home. Charlene says she was increasingly unnerved as the haunting became sexually
1: charged. Mm. I hope it wasn't her uncle.
0: It started with tickles on my legs. Then the touching became more intimate. You've said that, Charlene. I couldn't understand what was happening, but she explained she realised it was some ungodly entity when the invisible force started attacking her while she was awake in the house. I couldn't sleep. I was so scared it would touch me, the mum said, and the abuse soon became daily, in daylight as well as night, and would leave her with scratches and bruises on her legs and arms. Did you see some of these pictures? Um, Yeah. Yeah? It pulled at me and scratched me. It was obsessed with me and continually tried to pull at me and claw at my clothes. I couldn't sleep as I was so scared it would touch me. Looking for outside help, Charlene tried anything and everything. I even hired ghost hunters, she says. They never picked up any activity until I came into the house. The moment I walked in the door, all their machines lit up. I begged the council to move us. I was in floods of tears and just wanted to move somewhere else. They checked my home twice for asbestos and even carbon monoxide, trying to find some kind of logical reason for my issues, but they couldn't find anything.
1: So if all the equipment lights up when she comes into the room, now the equipment is um, picking up environmental changes and environmental sensors. So it's either she's got EMF in her or temperature fluctuations or something like that. Mm. There's some sort of high EMF field maybe around her? Don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Am I making you think outside the box?
0: No, I have read this story. So um, there were a couple of things that were mentioned there that that should pique everyone's interest. The fact that um, there had been someone close to her that had passed away uh, and she was in mourning.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Um, and then and she asked she, for a sign. She asked for a sign. She'd seen spirit before yes. in the face of her nanny and she was pregnant.
1: Mm, right. Hormones running rife.
0: So uh, her salvation came in the form of a medium who met her at home and told her she was the one causing the spirit to manifest, advising her to emit some positive energy to banish it for good. I was shocked," said Charlene. "I couldn't believe that I had manifested this spirit you have to of say, myself. Say that, Charlotte. Shocked, Charlene. Charlene, after I apologise for anyone whose name is Charlene. It's a beautiful name. After losing my uncle so suddenly and being in such a fragile place mentally, I'd managed to conjure this awful spirit up in a big. But it's not. It's not an awful spirit. It's just she's done it herself. Yeah. It's an
1: aspect of her.
0: But it's also doing things she doesn't want it to do.
1: Or is it? If she's manifested it and created it, then she's put the boundaries of what it's going to be doing to her. Just Mm.
0: saying. In a bid to banish it, she signed up to learn about mediumship and threw herself into meditating alongside her classes. It was hard work, she says. I went to daily classes and started meditating and working out. I concentrated on myself and keeping positive. But the haunting still lingered for two years, although it was nowhere near as bad as it was during the first nine months. It was giving birth to her sixth child Chardonnay are <laughs> just thirty-four weeks pregnant, they banished the spirit for good. Charlene, oh. whose current partner does not wish to be named calls her youngest child her guardian angel as she is certain it was her positive life force that put Paige to the unwelcome hauntings. Chardonnay was born six weeks premature, she says. My placenta wasn't working and I had to be induced at 34 weeks, but despite everything, she was completely fine. It was instant. The moment I returned home with my little angel, the spirit disappeared. I'll call Chardonnay my guardian angel because she saved us. She is a miracle and is so pure and loving. Or was it Chardonnay's spirit that was being projected from the
1: mother's womb into the house to cause issues?
0: Oh my goodness, there's, there's so much going on and that's why it's so important as uh, a paranormal investigator when you go into um, private Investigations that you get the whole story because there are so many things going on here, and that's why I chose this one because she was in an emotional state. Um, she was between partners until she fell pregnant. Yeah, uh, she had five children already, Mm. she was living in a council unit.
1: She's not heard of contraception,
0: she was, she was, um hearing things already um, she was also in uh, a state of trauma because someone she really loved and probably one of the only people that may have probably cared for her had passed away um, in an accident Uh, and so it is something that can certainly happen where you manifest on a very subconscious level something deeply within and it comes literally into your world physically.
1: It would be terrifying, absolutely terrifying for her. Absolutely would be. Um, And she's obviously got some sort of psychic ability herself and has been able to manifest this into
0: the reality. But lots of women, when they're pregnant, get very, very (laughs) psychically tuned in. Yeah. Psychically tuned in. It's that sixth sense that they
1: talk about. That's right. Yeah, That's now, right. we, oh, we've got messages coming through. Thanks, guys. So our question tonight, and we wanted you to text through your answer, and we're going to start reading out some of these ones. Now, we we did try to do our 15 minutes live like we normally do, but it was a total disaster. I don't know what Renata did to my phone, but she'd managed to Zoom in so that everything was huge, <laughs> and I could not get out of that Zoom, no matter what I tried. So I just ended it all. I'm oh, sorry for those who were trying to follow us there. But um, our burning question question and I've got this idea from this awesome magazine which is called Haunted Magazine and I think our beautiful Sarah Chumachero uh, brings these into Australia and sells she them. She does. And uh, the, the question today is if you were a ghost how would you haunt where would you haunt? And who would you haunt? And you can text your answer into 049084886. That's 049084886 And we might even have a little prize for someone that, that gives us a really good one that tickles our fancy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll just uh, quickly, before that. we go to our next song, uh, we've got one here. If I were a ghost... I would travel via a portal network that connects to any contacts you have had in the life to haunt those who did me wrong and give feeling of love to those who treated me right. Isn't that lovely? Let's hope that I don't upset you, Robert. (laughs) So thank you for sharing that.
0: Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio.
1: Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata at Newcastle Live Radio. Now we're going to head over to Renata now to do an Australian story, but uh, just to let you all know that uh, she did manage to somehow break my phone and zoom in on everything so that everything was just like massive. I couldn't get out of it, had to reboot my phone, so now we've finally got onto her phone. So
0: I have a special talent, my husband would say.
1: Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've travelled with
0: you. You have an incredible talent. <laughs> I, I do. So where are we going today? We're going to Western Queensland. Oh, Western hey, Queensland. Yeah, I like And Queensland. we're going to the Shakespeare Hotel in Barclayne. Barclayne? Barclayne? Barclayne. Barclayne? Oh, if anybody knows how to pronounce that. We apologise to all the people of Buckledene. Yep. Uh, so, the Shakespeare Hotel in Buckledene in Western Queensland may look like an outback pub with a, uh, a, a grand building with sweeping verandas, simple bedrooms panelled timber board walls and a gaggle of beer drinking regulars perched at the corrugated iron bar. Lord, that sounds fabulous. But we've been to one of those. We, we have. Oh, I've got memories that will last a Brave, long time. Ravenswood. <laughs> but the nearly 100 year old hotel, which is up for sale or it was when this was written, comes with a few extra features. Most pubs don't boast. The owner says the building is home to two ghosts. Oh. Only two? Only two. Two spirits? Tequila and vodka? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the resident spirits have taken pride of place in the Facebook advertisement posted by Heather Hoskin and her husband, Barry. Oh, Barry. Who bought the Shaky in 2004. The Shaky. The Shakey? Because it's called the Shakespeare. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm not up with the lingo, oh, obviously. Boomtish. There oh. you go. The hotel has two ghosts... One in room four, Mm -hmm. a cheeky bugger who moves things around, and a gentle previous owner who sometimes walks the halls and sighs. Ah. (laughs) Miss Hotskin said she had never believed in ghosts before owning a pub, but after five years working there, she now has no doubt about their presence. The Shakespeare Hotel is one of five pubs currently operating in I wonder Why do I have many? to say that? Every time you say it, I have to say it. It's, it's like something a chicken would say. Barkledean? <laughs> buck, buck, oh. <laughs> I wonder how many people in Barkledean... Um, Miss Hoskins said one particularly spirited ghost, a cheeky man she nicknamed Bob, liked to cause havoc for guests in one specific room. One young man staying in room four, his bed ended up halfway out the door. One day, Miss Hoskins recalled, we were all in fits listening to him talk about it. I can feel Bob with a big grin saying, Got ya again?
1: <laughs> Got <Gotcha.
0: laughs> <laughs> oh. In the time Blake Moorland has been managing the pub, Bob appears to have moved next door to room five. Mr Moorland does not put ghosts in that room, if he can avoid it. Oh, guests. Sorry. Putting <laughs> the ghosts <laughs> in the room? <laughs> what guests, the hell? Sorry. Guests in that room, if he can avoid it, and never tells them the room is supposedly haunted.
1: And you know what room we'd asked for? Mm. Can we have four and five, please?
0: But they can tell. I have patrons come to me and say, Was anyone in my room last night? Mr. Morland said. And I say, No one's been in your room. And they reply, Well, someone touched me <gasps> on my shoulder during my sleep. Oh, you ready? <gasps> Tap. Oh, there goes the big sigh. <laughs> what was that? Mr. Morland often finds puddles of scotch on the bar floor during his morning cleanups. It is directly underneath... That's sacrilegious. I oh know. It is directly underneath the electronic nip dispensers, which you have to physically push to operate. The hotel sent the dispensers away to have them recalibrated in the hope it would resolve the issue, but it didn't. Mm. There's a cheeky ghost who's quite thirsty and likes his scotch, Mr Morland said. He likes a drink in the morning. Must be a shift worker. <laughs> There's a few assumptions going on here. here are. Miss uh, Blake Moreland says he often sees a silhouette of a man playing the pokies on the officer's camera. But when he checks the pokies room, it's always empty. In addition to his night work as a prankster and early morning tipples, it seems Bob also likes a flutter.
1: But it also seems Bob can't hold his liquor because it ends up on the floor.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> if you imagine a ghost... With his head under the nip machine, going straight
1: through. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So silhouettes of a person sitting at a pokey machine often show up on the cameras in the bar and office. It's always the same one, the left-hand machine on the wall furthest from the door. When Mr. Morland goes to check the pokey's room, there's no one there. Miss Hoskin and Mr Morland agree on who they think the second ghost could be. Miss Hoskin believes the spirit is that of a previous female owner. I used to go upstairs and walk around because it's so peaceful and beautiful up there and there was just a presence there, Miss Hoskin said. Every now and again she would just touch me ever so gently on the back of the neck and sigh. Touch, 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 touch me. I never felt afraid. I never felt fear. It was just lovely. She was a very comforting presence. Mr. Morland believes the second ghost is a young man called Charlie who died out the back of the pub in the early 1890s. He believes Charlie is the reason why the doorbell in the pub's kitchen kept on going off even after the batteries were removed. He's the one who likes to push the doorbell for attention, Mr Morland said. He wants someone to be around. He's not scary. I think he's just lonely. Regular patrons say spooks are in the beer and not the pub. 88-year-old Viv Johnson has been coming to the Shaky since the 1960s. Most days, the footy fanatic parks her small frame on a stool at the end of the bar closest to the internal doors and orders the same thing. Three small pots of beer paid for in cash out of her Brisbane Broncos wallet. Despite the fact people have been reporting strange occurrences for nearly six decades, Miss Johnson doesn't believe the pub is haunted. It's all hogwash. (laughs) She says... The abnormal experiences are just a figment of the imaginations of shearers who used to drink at the hotel. You're a little bloody mad. In those days, the shearers let their hair down on the weekend. Oh,
1: she's going for the accent. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Johnson
0: said, they'd wake up in the morning and say to the previous owner, Bluey Sterling, Hey, Bluey, there was a ghost in there. We used to laugh about those ghosts. (laughs) But it was only the ghosts of the Forex beer. <laughs> There's no such thing, they'd get drunk, mate, <laughs> and wouldn't even have a clue. Oh, that was a great accent, Renata! You nailed it. Thank you. Thank oh, what a thank you! What a great story.
1: I love the characters that you made. They're the great. And I, I know that we've visited a few pubs as part of our journey and um, investigations and looking for ghosts. And you reckon there's always a regular that sits at a certain place yes. in the bar.
0: Yeah, there's always a regular somewhere that has his or her spot, and um, when you walk in, you can feel them. It's like you can see them, and that's their sacred space. Mm-hmm.
1: And nobody sits in that nobody seat.
0: Nobody sits in that seat. Nobody. Uh-huh. Not even if they don't know the sto- – even if they don't know the stories, like they they kind of don't go to that spot. Mm.
1: Interesting. I've got another um, uh, text message that's come in for about who, where, when and how. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Jo, and she said, I would haunt animal abusers until they went mad. <laughs> Oh, job. I jo. love it. And in my spare time, I jump on the back of a surfboard behind the surfer and ride the waves once more. Oh, wow. Oh, that's glorious. Mm. Uh, one more. Can I get yeah, one more in one before more we in. go? Another song. Um, hey, ladies, this is Leanne. Um, I would definitely haunt my ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> I would just sing Justin Bieber songs all day and all night. My ex is a light sleeper so that he would be sure to piss him off. <laughs> He thought I was annoying alive. Wait till I don't need sleep. <laughs> oh, Leanne, that is absolute gold. Love these. Oh, you're wicked. Uh, you're our sort of person.
0: Listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. And
1: you're back on Newcastle Live Radio with Anne Rekovic and Renata Daniel for Spooky Sundays. And this is the part of the show where you guys get to ask your questions in our spooky chat and find out all about what's going on in the ghost world. All right, now we've got another one here. If I was a ghost, I would haunt my best friend. As we have a pact for this, otherwise, I might go haunt some churches just to mess with the priests. I love it. <laughs> That's Renee. I love it. Uh, look, the,
0: I'm I'm going to blame. I'm going to blame something that happened early this morning to all of us, and that was daylight saving oh, kicking in. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, does it mess with your brain? It certainly messes with mine.
1: Yep, yeah. And I I had a little bit of a fright because... Um, it was still daylight and I looked up at the clock and I thought, oh, my heavens, I've got to leave in like half an hour. And it, it just completely threw me because it's normally dark. Mm-hmm. Oh, our lights are flickering yeah, in here. Our their, friends are back. Our friends are back. Yeah. Well, I've got another one here for you. Um, this is from Tanya. I don't know about Haunt, but I'd go to whatever places I never got a chance to go to. After I spent a while hiding my sister's car keys all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I wonder how many stables just to annoy people that they love mhm mhm probably quite a few I wonder if you've got a story about a spirit or a ghost that uh, you believe haunts you but does really annoying things like take the uh, remote control to the TV or put your keys somewhere. I think that's called
1: husbands. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, And then it's never them, is it?
0: No, no, I didn't do that. I didn't put it there.
1: Well, normally I actually have to get Roman to find things for me. He's very Mm. good at finding stuff.
0: And then you have the house elf as well, the house elf that, that does things in your home. Because all homes have house elves and uh, little elfin spirits that take things away. Why can't they clean up? Jokes and things. Yeah, you'd think they'd push a broom around and just clean the mess up. No, 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 no,
1: no. Well, I've got a good question here for you from Lily. She wants to know why she's so anxious right now. Oh,
0: well. Six planets aligned and Mercury in retrograde and um, uh, the... Uh,
1: and listening to us talk about spooky things on yeah, the radio.
0: Yeah. That, you're that, prime That would all help. Plus, things are going to change in a week's time. Now, I don't know where you're calling from or messaging from. I'm assuming it's around Newcastle. And things are going to change in a week's time. We're going to be let off the leash a little bit and, and be given freedom. And that kind of can really again do people's heads in because they've been in a particular bubble yeah. and, and now it's well back to the world and reality and other people and you're going to have to actually go to work and commute mm-hmm. and do all those things that you didn't have to do uh, and so that's freaking people out a little bit so there's a lot of wacky energy out there at the moment
1: yeah yeah, I, I we're doing the Black Dog uh, Institute. One step forward, one foot forward, one foot forward. Uh, walk against uh, depression. We're raising money for that foundation at the moment, and this is our third day. And let me just say, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> I've sat on the lounge and done nothing for weeks, months, and it's been okay. I've been allowed to do that. And now I'm forcing myself to go out and walk for two kilometres a day. Mm. And it it actually made me panic a little bit at the thought of doing that
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and people thought that they you know this is oh yes we're going to get freedom it's going to be so fantastic but not for everyone some people are real introverts and they've have cherished this time when they have been at home uh, not having to deal with other people so yeah there will be people who will be feeling a little bit anxious at the moment
1: Um, I've also got uh, one here from Catherine. I would love to haunt as karma. Love your show. Can't wait to go investigating with you both. We can't wait to go investigating with everyone as well. No,
0: we're we're currently negotiating with Maitland Jail, which is a good thing. Um, I should hear more about that this week. Uh, And depending on how they move forward after the um, restrictions lift, hopefully we will have some tours coming up in March. Maitland jail again very shortly. So that's just such awesome news.
1: Now, I thought we'd uh, talk tonight a little bit about different types of hauntings that you can have within your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, And we, well, Renata, what sort do we we have?
0: Well, there are many, but in most cases they are categorised into three categories, Mm -hmm. residual, intelligent and poltergeist. Mm -hmm.
1: So residual haunting is generally where, uh, if there is an entity there, is going through the motions of what it used to do, as a human, in its everyday life throughout history, it um, would have done, if it was at a bakery, it would mix the flour and bread at one spot, then carry it across to the ovens and slide it into the ovens and then bring it back out again. Uh, and it sometimes if the conditions are right that gets triggered and plays back almost like a video. So people will pick up on the fact that they hear footsteps walking across the floor. They might smell fresh bread. Mm-hmm. Um, they they might get the sense of urgency for some unknown reason. And what they're doing is they're picking up on that residual haunting, uh, and I think sometimes they call it a place haunting as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that it's like playing your video when you've, you've recorded your grandparents who have now passed and you put it on the TV and you watch it again you've got happy memories or whatever memories of watching them but you can't actually interact with them. Mm. You can talk to them but they can't talk back.
0: So Some parapsychologists will say that there's not actually a ghost involved Mm -hmm. there's an apparition Mm -hmm. so you're actually visually seeing something sometimes but there is no active ghost that you can kind of say go away I don't want you here because you're talking to a A memory,
1: yeah, and I think it'd be something that would fade over time. Yes, Uh, and you don't don't feed energy into it. Just just let it do what it's got to do. It's not hurting anyone. Mm. Uh, I
0: like what um, they were saying in the first story that I read with Charlene uh, about um, controlling the positivity. Mm -hmm. and putting positivity into the space and learning to control herself rather than to say something in the environment's got nothing to do with me, it always has something to do with the people that are present. Mm -hmm. Always, in some shape or form, it has something to do with the people that are present. So if the house was
1: empty, would that residual haunting be still taking place? Would it? Well, never know. It's like, no. what's that thing about if A the tree in falls the forest? And, forest? Yeah, and no one sees it. Does it really fall? Does it really happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm. There you go. Oh, that hurts that's, to think like that. That's deep, isn't it? <laughs> oh my God. Now, what about an intelligent haunting? So, an
0: intelligent haunting is where you're actually getting interaction. There is something going on whereby uh, the energy, however it presents itself, is wanting to pass on some information or ask for help or assistance in some way, and that might not be as straight out. Can you please help me? It may well start with um, the pushing of items. Uh, we've been into homes where uh, we have had people say, um, you know, my auntie's photo is always pushed off um, the the cabinet and I've got to keep on picking it up and putting it back. Um, Or they'll ring the doorbell and they'll go to the door and there's no one there. So they're trying to get your attention. It's not always a scary person at the end of the bed in the middle of the night. It can be something like actually turning... On the radio and hearing your dad's favourite song, and you think, "How did that happen?" And it sparks this immediate connection. Mm.
1: You feel it; it's an emotion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to add something really important, and now can't remember what it was. <laughs> uh, but that's what it, we find if it's an intelligent. Then um, if we're doing like our recordings where we're trying to catch an EVP, electronic voice phenomena. Um, we will get an intelligent response to the questions that we're asking. Mm. So we were doing like on Norfolk Island, we were talking about that this morning on mm-hmm. our presentation that we did for... Um, uh, Paranormal well, with Purpose. Yeah, that was a fundraiser as well. Uh we were talking about the intelligent interactions we were having using a spirit box. So the spirit box is a radio sweep. It sweeps through the um, stations uh, at a rapid rate, so about four stations per second, and it's thought that the spirits can actually speak through this white noise, this chatter. And... uh, We might tell them all about what happened at Norfolk Island after the next song. Mm. What do you reckon? You've got another story to tell? Before we go to Norfolk Island, I'm just going to read Jo's uh, Who She's Gonna Haunt. Uh, Ladies, if I was a ghost, I think I'd be haunting my family and projecting pretty coloured lights and the smell of perfume. Otherwise, I'd be popping in all around the world and all the places I have loved in life or always wanted to visit. In other words... I'd still be me on another plane. Oh. oh I've actually got goosebumps. That's jo.
0: nice. Can you read a nasty one? <laughs>
1: Hang on. Let me see what I can find here for you. Um, This is Deborah Ann. Good evening, ladies. I don't think I would haunt anyone so much, but I would go to all the places I've always wanted to go to, but Mm. couldn't because of freaking COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, who is this? This is Mel. Um, I think I would visit people I didn't like and deck them.
0: (laughs) Uh, good
1: on you. Uh, imagine that in Parliament, especially for all these lockdowns, then spend some time talking to ghost investigators to help people here get a better understanding of the afterlife. Oh, um,
0: wow. That's
1: awesome, Mel. Or I might go haunt Zach Baggins and really give him something to fear 24 hours nonstop. stop <laughs> 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 Mel. That's awesome. That's all right. Awesome. So, Renata, we were talking about Norfolk Island mm-hmm. and the experiment that we did using the radio sweep. Spirit box Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, and the extraordinary intelligent conversation that Mm -hmm. we had.
0: No, it, it really didn't start that way. Okay, started, I've got it wrong. No, no, it started very flat. Um, everyone was sitting at a table um, probably about three metres away. Oh, from no, it was
1: more than three. Three or four metres away. It was probably about 20 metres away. And
0: we'd kind of located a few spots that could have been interesting in the area, and we were trying to get some communication going and not a lot was happening it was really flat the the information that was coming through was just garbled messages there was nothing really you know that um we kind of don't make it stick we don't we don't try and make it fit if it's not fitting it's not fitting and that's just the end of the story so there would have been about six people at least on the headphones we had one spirit box going and the idea is they're not hearing uh the message the the questions but they're also not hearing what anyone else is saying they're only hearing or giving out the information that they believe is coming through to them and I decided I'd go over to this big wall of photos that were uh, of um, people who had passed away in the war. So or they'd served in they'd the war. they served in the war. So it was an RSL. Yeah. And um, I, I started to sort of say, look, okay, guys, if you're here, tell me where you are. Tell me where you are. I want to see your face. I want to see your picture. I know you're here somewhere on the wall. You tell me where you are. And I asked them to give directions. Uh, and I'd point to one and say, are you here? Are you here? And we'd start getting responses like, no, go to the right. Mm-hmm. go to the right um, and then someone would say up up uh, and then someone might say stop stop and so I'd stop in front of a photograph and remember these people have got their backs to this wall they don't even know where I am and um, I start getting into details and I say, well okay are you a male or a female? male, um, what are you wearing? You tell me what you're wearing. You know, what What have you got on? There was one particular photograph where I asked the question, what else is in the photo? What What are you on at the moment? And this particular person was one of the only people um, on the wall that was actually sitting on his horse. Mm. Um, the astounding amount of detail that came through and that y- session. You
1: said, they actually said, when they said, what are you on? They said horse.
0: Yeah. Yeah, horse.
1: And it was the only photo of somebody on a horse on that whole board, like over 100 photos. Yes,
0: yep. Yeah. And we had astounding hits. Like, um, I was asking about medals that people were wearing and what colour were the ribbons in the medals. And um, one particular one, uh, I remember there was the lighting was very dim in the club by that stage. And we were asking about a particular medal a lady was wearing. And there was some information that was given to us. And we kind of thought, "Mm, well, that that doesn't fit. It actually doesn't fit. It was like it was supposed to be, um, yeah yellow and they said green or greenish or whatever but it was only when the lights went up that we had a really good look at that photo and Mm. it was actually the colour was correct that they said. Yeah, it was. So that was, and, that and we've was actually
1: scouting. got um, Joanne, who was at that session, has just uh, posted here on the the text. Uh, the portal session at the RSL in Norfolk was just mind blowing, especially finding the African American whaler who was mentioned earlier that night on the wall. Yes, we had no idea because we said, "What country did you come from?" They said, "America." We've
0: looked at it and it was. Yes, and we we were doubting that because we kind of thought, "Where would?" Where would an American come from? Yeah, why would there be an American on, uh, on the
1: Norfolk, Norfolk Island? Island? Yeah. yeah. So, so that was really, really awesome. Ah, yes. Now, we, we actually have a question for us. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Renee, I think. Um, can I still ask a question? Yes. Can you use a Ouija board on your own and what are the rules?
0: All right. Well, the only thing you're doing it on your own is that um, because you, it's it's like you have a vested interest in the answer. It's like doing your own tarot cards uh, or doing your own oracle cards. It's very hard to say to stay um, objective yeah. and to kind of go. I'm not going to just lead this. I'm going to just allow things to happen or allow the true message to come through. There's always that part of bias that sits there and goes, oh, what if it's something that isn't good or not nice and and I don't really want to know about it. So the big the big rule is you need to be very strict on yourself. To so be honest with yourself. And very honest on yourself. I personally wouldn't use a Ouija board by myself just because I don't think it's enough energy Um, to do it on my own. I reckon automatic writing might
1: be a better go. Yeah,
0: automatic writing might be an awesome idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: and blindfold blindfold yourself so that you can't mm -hmm. um, see what you're writing and uh, listen to music or something and just let your hand scribble and see if it... um
0: Yeah, so it's got nothing to do with a fear factor of any sort or if there's something evil or whatever. It's just that I I personally don't think um, we have enough... um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we we just don't have enough discipline discipline <laughs> to be to uh, be able to allow ourselves to do these things at times without um, influencing it by what is sitting in our conscious and yeah. subconscious minds and that always has an influence and
1: our ego gets in the road yeah. and yeah. and then we become special yes yes
0: the special syndrome yeah. oh, and we all we all kind of want sp- our spirit guides to talk to us or whatever but what if they don't you know oh. does that mean you're not special I'm not anymore am not special
1: I'm not woke. Absolutely, I'm not woke. If the spirit gods don't want to speak that, to me, that's true. You're just not good enough. Maybe I'm just a dickhead. I don't know. <laughs> world number two Ariana Sabalenka has pulled out from the Indian Wells Tournament that's news and sport
0: it's time to cross back to the other side welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata Don't you just love that intro? Isn't Oi. it fabulous? It's so us. Yes. It's quirky. So we are back for the second hour with your hosts, Anne and Renata, here on Spooky Sundays. And we all love this part of the evening.
1: We do. And did you get to meet the gorgeous little treasure I put up on the
0: Newcastle I Live did. radio? If you, if you head to the Newcastle Live radio... Um, uh, page, she's as cute as a button. Yeah, and wow.
1: haunted doll. We tell do. us,
0: tell us, tell us.
1: We we haven't had a chance to do a haunted doll for a while, so it's nice to drag one out. We've had um, vampires and genies and mm. all sorts of things, but I'd like to introduce you to Kirsty. Uh, Kirsty, this is Kirsty, and she's a very talkative and happy active haunted doll. Mm-hmm. Now she's available at the bargain price at the moment of only $201.36. Right. I think that's a bargain. Mm. But uh, let me tell you all about Kirsty. What can I say about Kirsty? She's a money making chatterbox. <laughs> there is never a dull moment when Kirsty is around. She likes to keep everyone upbeat and happy, whether that be telling stories, getting sidetracked in that Story and ending up in a completely different story, <laughs> knocking around the house, all playing with electrics, lights, TV volumes, and channels, etc. Mm. So mm. She sounds like a fun little girl, yes, very chatty, bit like us when we start telling a story and we get lost halfway through it, and then we get <laughs> head off in a completely different direction and we look at each other and go, What were we talking about? Well, I think that's old age, it is. <laughs> I'm gonna own it. Have you seen my roots at the moment? I haven't been able to go to I have been able to go to a hairdresser for months. I'm great. All right, let me get get on to Kirsty's story here. Right, right. When life hands you lemon Make lemonade. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what Kirsty was doing in nineteen nineteen <laughs> at the age of nine. Oh. Out the front of her house when a Same drunk driver ran into her stall. No. Oh poor Kirsty. Kirsty was selling out of her lemonade day in and day out for the lemons she was growing in the garden had been in her family for generations. They had managed to survive the war just like her father did, albeit missing a leg. Oh, was that dear. the doll that's missing a leg, or is it the father, <laughs> or is it, it was the child, father. or. Anyway. Oh dear. I thought Kirsty was not there at first until I had meditated next to Kirsty and had a really strong urge. An urge? Do you know what he had an urge for, or oh. she had an urge for? Lemonade. <gasps>
0: yes! <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. I must be psychic.
1: You must be. That's when I got a disapproving look and long story about her lemonade was the best in the whole galaxy Mm. she had to emphasise that point and I have to say that in the the writing here it is in capital Capital letters letters, Um, since this point she had been lighting up our lives with her storytelling and ideas our daughter will sit and giggle at Kirsty for a long time, even our cats get involved Right. <laughs> so they've got their child that sits in front of the doll and giggles and talks to it, and now mm-hmm. their cats are also... Oh, okay. If it was our cats, they'd probably be spraying it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, but but look, that wraps up her description. But there is a disclaimer there that, um, disclaimer for Etsy, this is only for entertainment purposes. Although I have had experiences with this doll, I cannot guarantee the same for everyone. Mm. But look, (coughs) sorry, this seller... Has great reviews. Mm -hmm. They've got 4.9, 4.9, 5 out of 5. And people seem to be really happy with, um, oh, hang on, what's this one? This is, uh, I think, somebody's reporting on a haunted doll they've received from this buyer. Okay. Oh, she arrived with a little book. I'm so happy, and even though she's really shy, she communicated with my in the first few days. Oh, we go English. I used a spirit box, and she immediately said, "Hi, Lauren." Lauren is so cute and I feel so drawn to her she didn't knock yet or showed her presence by doing something else than the spirit box but that's fine sometimes i smell something sweet when i can't which i can't identify once i touched her hair and asked and asked her what am i touching <laughs> she answered through she answered through the spirit box with my hair Same situation with her dress and nose. Ooh. Wow, It's a repeatable experiment. The parapsychologist would be very happy with this, a repeatable experiment. At first, I was really scared to get her because it was my first time, but the shop owner was so nice and took away all my worries. I would definitely buy from here again. And for
0: money. (laughs) So, I want- so that's another way you could haunt people. You could actually um, embody yourself into a doll. Mm. and haunt people. That's, that's another ingenious way. Yeah.
1: And look, there's another review here. Right. But they only got gave her three stars out of five. Mm. Dottie is a beautiful doll. She was beautifully wrapped with a lovely booklet. I've not been able to get any activity from her. I was very much looking forward to her tricking me, but nothing. Doesn't speak or do anything. Doesn't communicate through and communication boards. I think they've stuffed that up as well. Dottie is one of the most expensive dolls I've bought, so I'm slightly disappointed. <laughs> But I guess it's just a waiting game. No, it's called you've been ripped off.
0: <laughs> no, she's she she has willingly parted with her money to get this doll. Oh, I'm sorry, she it's all oh, all on her.
1: And have you do you remember some of the the rings that I've reported on in yeah, the past? Yeah. Well, this one has got a review on the ring. Uh-huh. Two out of five stars. No. Which is not making sense for the fact that they've got five out of five and 4.9 out of five. I don't know how this is adding up. So, seller is great with shipping, but I paid $500 for this ring and I hadn't worn it for 12 hours and it turned my finger green. <laughs> That's magic. <laughs> That's magical. That's magical in itself. The stone is very pretty, but oh, it's haven't blast. had any luck with the with the attachment.
0: <laughs> oh dear, the poor darling. Oh. It's, it, I mean, we joke, but it's not funny. It's not funny. Yeah. Now we we um, forgot to talk about um, the third type of haunting oh. that can happen: the poltergeist. We did. We did. The poltergeist. Yeah, noisy ghost. Yes, this is the one they make all the movies out of. Mm, Because the
1: other two are boring. Which are all ball dust. Mm. (laughs) So this is where you have items that are thrown around the place and um, uh, banging and crashing and uh, and door slamming. You don't actually see a figure or uh, anything like that, Um, and it's really it's just like a a ball of energy that Mm. just catapults around the room mm-hmm.
0: there's usually a target mm-hmm. or usually someone um, that's central uh, there's a bit of debate on whether it is what they kind of think it has been up till this point in time which is a, a teenager or someone who is um, at that uh, emotional change of life period where the hormones run riot. yes Yeah, but not always does it happen when there is a teenager around. But Mm. there seems to be a focused person. So like in the story with Charlene, things didn't happen until she entered the room. Mm -hmm. That was one of the statements that was made. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, nothing happened. So we would look at that and call it poltergeist energy. It's a poltergeist haunting Mm. because... Things are actually being moved and shifted, and things are happening when there is a particular person around.
1: Yeah, and it, sometimes it will happen during a period of emotional trauma or upheaval,
0: mm-hmm. as uh, with her, because yeah. uh, her uncle, or whoever it was, passed away.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've just got I've got some more. Um, ghost uh, things, if I were a ghost here. Yeah. Would you like to hear some of those? Yes, yes. Um, if this is from Vicky. If I were a ghost, I would haunt nasty and cruel people. If I could choose how, I would materialise and try to teach these people a karmic lesson to be kind to other people. But for my family and friends, I would try to communicate, reassure that I am still there, and help them. Oh, Vicky, that's gorgeous. Mm. Yeah. Uh what else have we got there? Um Oh, they're just telling us that YouTube's gone all wacky. It's the show's an hour early, YouTube's all wacky, and I'm <laughs> headaches and extremely emotional. Yeah. <laughs> That's our portable tree. Yeah. Uh and what have we got here? Um uh, Tyler Henry is a scribbler when he does his reads. Have you seen him? Yeah. He is a delightful young man, and I really like him. Mm-hmm. I've got a good vibe of Tyler Henry, mm-hmm. um, Hollywood uh, celebrity medium. Mm-hmm. He, he seems very um, honest. Mm-hmm. See, that or he's faking it well. I don't know. Tyler Henry's a scri- scribbler when he does his reading. Speaking of afterlife shenanigans, what is your take on there being no sense of space or time and visiting different times?
0: Well, if you were to take yourself outside of the planet and uh, you were in a spaceship out in uh, the void of space and looking down at planet Earth, is there time projected there? You're just seeing a planet turn um, and going into night and day, which we have called it night and day. Um Time is very different depending on how you observe things. And um, if you take a different view of something, as in taking yourself off the planet completely, and like I said, into a spaceship somewhere else... But time still ticks while you're in a spaceship. It does, but it it affects you differently. Oh, I don't. I've never been into a spaceship
1: to find out. What are you going on about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, this this is a
0: deep look. I, I need Elon well, Musk. I think we to need a song. Here. I need me... Elon Musk to be sitting down here and having this conversation. Now I, I have to. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I got a sorted, guys. Don't worry. She left out an important part of the conversation. <laughs>
0: Well, well, I, d- I wanted to do an analogy, but obviously it went very wrong. <laughs> very wrong.
1: You forgot oh, to mention that if we oh, are oh. all energy and just energy and we were just energy floating above the planet, would time exist?
0: <laughs> yes, space and we, are, we aren't hindered by space and time, but yeah, you know, that. That's just so, so yesterday. Never mind. (laughs) You've got a story. I have. Looks like it's going to be a quick story. Now, we're going to Russia
1: tonight. Yes, Um, comrade. And this is about something called the Dyatlov pass. It sounds very Russian, does it? So it's a, from a story from 1959 mm-hmm. where there were nine Russian adventurers, seven men and two women, who were all highly experienced cross-country skiers and they disappeared. And then they found their bodies a month later um, and when they found them, because these people had gone out in the the snow and Mm -hmm. they they were doing this cross-country, and they were all very experienced. And I did put some photos up on the Newcastle Live Radio website. Uh, Sorry, Facebook page, group. What are those things? It's daylight savings time. It's just thrown us all really badly. Um, So when the rescuers finally got into that area uh, and they found them, they said everything about it was just wrong. Mm -hmm. Nothing was sitting right. So let me read you some of their story. So they were journeying to Mount or here we go. Or, or in Russia's Ural Mountains was supposed to take hiking, take part in a hiking group for a couple of weeks. They had no reason to expect that anything was going to go wrong. Most of the party's college members, who were led by 23-year-old Igor Dyatlov, were experienced skiers and hikers. After completing the journey through the mountainous wilderness, they would have qualified for the highest hiking certificate granted in the Soviet Union, but the hikers never actually reached their destination and in February 1959 they went missing. Searchers found the body, sorry the bodies, the remains of five of the hikers a month later and they were in a disturbing state. Some were shoeless and nearly naked in the snow. Their well-stocked tent, hundreds of yards away, had been cut open from the inside as if they had escaped in a hurry. Oh. It took months of the rescue team to find the bodies of the remaining four hikers in a stream bed. Their corpses had developed a strange orange hue and several had suffered gruesome injuries. One person was found without eyeballs. Mm. Another was missing her eyes and tongue. Oh. So at first they thought it might have been foul play, but none of the clues were adding up. Uh, The investigation produced no suspects or motives, though some bodies were badly injured. There were no signs of a violent struggle. Uh, The Soviet Union initially concluded that a compelling natural force had caused the nine campers' death, but that didn't really settle what had happened. So the amateur detectives come in now mm-hmm. and they put forth some alternative explanations. Mm-hmm. Apparently, some of the victims' clothing was slightly radioactive. Oh. Oh. A clue, they said, the Soviet government was trying to cover up and that it would have been a nuclear weapon test gone wrong. One theory pointed to an argument over romantic tensions in the group that resulted in a deadly fight. Some even suggested that the hikers were targeted by aliens or a yeti. Oh but um that doesn't explain them being orange does it no it doesn't the Dyatlov Pass incident has evaded explanation since it occurred more than 60 years ago. But in early 2021, mm-hmm. a study suggested the most compelling theory yet. The Dyatlov team had been driven from their camp and fatally injured by a rare type of avalanche. Experts have long suspected that an avalanche was involved, though critics argued there was too many other inconsistencies with the evidence. That doesn't explain the eyeballs and the tongue. Mm-mm. Um, I, I can read you the names of all the people. <laughs> Please
0: don't. I
1: would probably do better with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, it's not too bad. Uh, Ludmila Dubina Zineda. Kolmogorova... Yuri Doroshenko... Alexander Kolovatov... Yuri Krivonishnenko... Rustem Slobodin... Nikolay Thubo... Bridge-Knoll... They sound a bit French, those ones... S- Semyon... <laughs> Go to the wines tonight... Zolotov... To, to, to. No, okay, I did pretty good. Anyway... Um, let me get over now to uh, a little bit more information here. I had to sort of go, I had several stories and I've, I've sort of put it together to make one big story. So as we were saying, some of the, the things didn't add up. Uh, why were the bodies discoloured? Why were eyes missing, a tongue missing? Why was there radiation on their clothes? Where did it all come from? But they said that maybe it's because they'd been exposed to the elements for a month. They've been out there as the snow is thawing and maybe that's why they, their bodies was discoloured. And the soft tissue with the eyes and the tongue, maybe that was... birds coming to pick things out. She's looking at me as if to say, I don't believe you. I don't. It's a conspiracy. But it still doesn't say where the radiation on their clothes had come from. However, there was a theory with that one as well. Yeah. That they had these gas lanterns with them that had thorium in the in the lanterns, which was just powerful enough to make their clothes slightly radioactive. So they're carrying radioactive lanterns. Yeah, it's Russia. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Does it okay. Um Uh there, we have a possible explanation for how the Dyatville of Party perished and how they spent their last moments alive is still unclear. What happened in those hours or days between the avalanche and their tragic th- deaths is a question that will likely never be fully answered and this new study doesn't attempt to. Um, we believe this will always remain an intrinsic part of the Dyatlov of past mystery. Now, what do you reckon went down? Hmm.
0: Well, number one, they were all very experienced. Number two, um, the... It, The Russians have things buried up in the mountains everywhere. There is a possibility that they could have stumbled upon something that had been buried. Um, And maybe having seen that and having been seen to have seen that, um, they uh, could have been um, taken by the army or whoever and uh, interrogated and tortured.
1: Yeah, maybe the Jesus of Russia that we talked about earlier and a couple of episodes ago may have uh, had something to do with it. Uh-huh. But this is really interesting. Apparently, Disney's Frozen has something to do with this whole story. What? <laughs> I know! It's something to do with the um... The, the people that were involved in working out what the, the avalanche was, it was some special avalanche where they had um, sort of gone in at an angle to make a flat bed, but it wasn't enough of an angle to cause an avalanche because they were in that sort of thing, but it was enough that they've compacted the snow, and then when new snow has fallen, that's what's caused the shift and everything has slid. But um, anyway, it, it's something to do with... Um, The way they've studied the avalanche. And remember in Frozen, there's the avalanche with the snow monsters coming after them and they're falling down the hill. Well, that's all based on this particular avalanche. Right. Who would ever think that orange bodies, eyes gouged out and tongues missing,
0: have something to do with Disney's Frozen? That's true. Well, there you go. That's Anne's weird story for the week. Apparently, Disney does that. There are some weird and wonderful things that happen. Um, Yeah. So... We are now heading to a song. And after this, we have our beautiful Christy from Spells and Spirits who's going to talk to us about special teas.
1: Oh, and also for those who have been following us on YouTube, we do have a brand new episode up at the moment of us going through the Ancient Ram Inn in England. What was it? Um, something under Y or hey, No, why hey is the bookstore. What was this one? Wooten Under Edge. Wooten Under Edge. Yeah, this is, it's a really good one. So that one's just up on YouTube now. Just look for Anne and Renata.
0: Newcastle Live Radio. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. Now we've
1: got fingers crossed. Has it worked? Christy, have we got you on the line? Oh, no. (laughs) This is not a good sign. (laughs) Anyway, Christy from SpellsAndSpirits.com. No, we're we're just all over the
2: place. (laughs)
1: Oh, everyone, welcome to Newcastle Live Radio. This is Pookie Sundays with Ed and Renata. I think we may have uh, lost Paul Crispy somewhere in the Ethernet. Um, Christy, Christy, if you can hear us, just hang up and try again. <laughs> uh, so, what was Christy going to talk about tonight? Do you know? Teas, calming
0: teas. Oh, I could do with a cup right now. <laughs> yes, calming teas. No, no, that's no. definitely not <laughs> she's, cr- she's cracked the sheets. Oh,
1: Bonnie, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the golden run that we had there, we were doing so well. We, we've just... Yeah, no, it's all gone. <laughs>
0: Um, yes, look, calming teas. And this is something that you don't actually have to go to great expense to go and sort out. There are plenty of teas available in the supermarkets that will do a great job to calm your nerves. And two of the simplest ones that you can buy at the moment um, and have been around forever are peppermint tea and also chamomile tea. So peppermint tea and chamomile tea and peppermint tea is very refreshing. It's also very, very good for your tummy and. chamomile tea which i love a cup of right now is also really really good just before you go to bed at night so if you're very very stressed if you need something rather than a a a tablet or a pill to calm your nerves some chamomile tea is really awesome it's the taste that I think puts people off these teas are an acquired taste and sometimes it, it doesn't sit well for everyone and of course you do have to pay a little bit more to get a really good blend and uh, one of the greatest chais that I have ever tasted um, actually comes from Norfolk Island where we had a taste of their chai tea which is a beautiful blend of herbs and spices and it is absolutely a gorgeous tea to drink and allows you this real relaxation.
1: Mercury in retrograde is happening tonight. Have we got
2: you Christy? Oh yeah, oh. I've called that like fifteen times. Thanks. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Mercury in Retrograde
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: some black tourmaline <laughs> It and was really nice having you on But we've got to finish up
2: now <laughs> And it was just wonderful I heard a couple of words before the phone kept
1: going And look, the thing was, I did exactly The same process every time And it just happened to work this last time I've got no idea why Oh no Talk to us Christy, talk to us What can you tell us about calming teas Because i
2: So in between all the broken phone calls and things like that, I did hear Renata talking about peppermint, did hear her talking about chamomile. Now, chamomile tea, as we all know, is one of the best things for de-stress and relaxation. And I did hear Renata mention the taste. So adding honey to it is a really good way to obviously change the taste of chamomile. But it is also, honey has some marvellous things for us, not just on our, you know, physical health benefits, but it also, you know, works as um, for attraction spells, but also really good, it's about, honey's really about solar magic, so capturing the sun. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about releasing stress, depression, things like that, and this is not medical advice, but sunshine is always much better than dark and stormy. So just actually consuming the honey as well can, you know, bring in that real sort of solar energy and that as well mm-hmm. and yes. change the taste and make things nice. Mm-hmm. And honey can also help us sleep at night as well. So combining those two things, if, you know, you're wired but tired, so you know that feeling where you want to go to sleep and your brain's going a million miles an hour, um, having, you know, chamomile tea with honey as well is um, a really good thing to to help us get to sleep at night
0: now i know that some people can sometimes be put off by the blends because they see these big bits of leaves or flowers or whatever and you think well how come that which can probably look like something that you pick up from your garden and put into a bag um, actually tastes nice but the interesting thing is that sometimes you really have to try them to to work out how amazing they do taste
2: and that's right and it's completely different having something as a tea than actually eating something. So if you were to grab a flower and put it in your mouth and start chewing it, no. you are going to... Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But If you put boiling water on it and allow those essential oils and things that are captured inside that to release, then you're going to receive a really nice, you know, sweet... You know, if it's a flower, a really nice sweet and mellow taste. You know, could you imagine you know, when... You know, I have so many dried herbs here and that for sale. But when I open red clover, the smell of that is just... It's like a nice honey sort of like thing. I couldn't imagine eating one of those flowers, mm. but I know when I put it in water, it's just
1: magical. Mm. And I love watching some of those flowers that you put in and they unfold, they unfurl, and just even just watching that in a glass pot is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a listener here who's also saying that the Rugenic blends are great but expensive.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. They are. And, look, you know, you really, you get what you pay for.
0: Yeah, was, That's what I was yeah. going to say too. Me too. It, it is worth paying the extra because the blends that you get and the way that they have been put together and um, kept organic, it's a lot of work doing this sort of stuff. It's just sort of it, – it isn't um, mass manufacture. So, Christy, do you make blends for tea? I
2: I can make blends for tea. i have um I made a like a psychic um, tea. Ooh. Um, so I've sent that off to a couple of um my people just as an extra little thing in their orders for them to have a trial of those. but it, and it is it's about getting the balance. So everything that I do is um, through intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the sprays I make and things like that are all intuitively come to me to blend them Mm -hmm. um so you know and it is it's about getting the right balance of things where you know you want a nice tea that you want to drink you don't want to you know drink polyjuice potion and it tastes (laughs) freaking awful you know you want to sit and enjoy it because that's part of the intention part of the relaxation Yes, it's
1: almost—it's it. almost a meditative thing, isn't it? To sit there with that cup in your hands, you cup your hands around the cup and and smell the aroma, and then sip and feel those tastes go right through your mouth and the taste buds. I feel like I'm having it a moment.
2: <laughs> you are. Well, I, I had a moment just before. I actually made myself a tea, and I've made Earl Grey, so I only use loose leaf tea. So I've made Earl Grey, which is um, black tea leaves actually made with um, bergamot oil, and vanilla, and honey, mm. milk, and water. And it's it's divine. It tastes amazing, and that's just exactly what I needed for tonight. Something sort of sweet, but also something uplifting.
1: Yeah. So can you have honey when you're doing keto? <laughs> No.
2: <laughs> if you could work it into your day, of course you can. Okay. I can have a mill, one mil. <laughs> so you could work out what a teaspoon of honey is. I think it's almost 20 grams of carbs.
1: Well, that's my carb day
2: goal. So no, no other carbs for you, but you could have that. Right. And obviously I use almond milk. I don't use dairy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's been fascinating, Christy. Do you have any um, special blends that you've got at the moment? that are available
2: i can make to order so Um, so
1: people can tell you their issue and you can make up a blend to help them of course i can oh love it
2: all they have to do is just message me on spells and spirits um and um yeah we can you know sit together and have a little chat about what they want and i can put a blend together for them and
0: post it off to them, no problem. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome.
1: Well, thank you for being so patient and hanging in. Yeah, thank <laughs> you, So we finally got you on. As I said, the gremlins are in the system tonight. Uh, so Ooh, thank what? you so much, Christy, from Spells and Spirits. Don't forget to pop over and have a look at Christy's store. And, and she's got
0: a too. sale oh, on
2: at the moment. <gasps> 20, 20% off. Oh, my heavens. 20% off all um, witchcraft supplies, so all altar supplies, and off all of my leather-bound... Book of Shadows slash journal.
1: Oh, nice! So just
2: use the code Halloween twenty one, and it's running up until Halloween.
1: And uh, stock up for Christmas. Get those Christmas presents now yes. because Christmas isn't far away.
2: Yeah. Support. I know. And if you get it a now, it post might get it to you by Christmas.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is true.
2: <laughs> awesome. Thank you <laughs> Thanks again, Christy. Christy. Thanks.
1: Bye. Bye. I need a cup of tea now. Oh, I do. Too. I had a or really go nice one. And have some time. Uh Mel, remember we went to visit Mel up in yes. Sassafras mm-hmm. and uh, she made that beautiful tea that she gave us a little gift of. Mm-hmm. I've used the last of it. Oh, I need you, more. You and know, I've told her like 3 times now, Mel, I need
0: more tea. <laughs> you know what that means? We've got to go and visit. Okay. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Now, Anne, I understand now why these things have gone wrong tonight. We've got someone special in the studio with us, haven't we? We do.
1: I've got. I brought my little doll in with me. She's yeah. my Raggedy Ann doll. It's this very special, yeah. very special Annabelle doll. She looks like the real Annabelle, and she's the same vintage as the real Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Now, you've all seen the movie Annabelle. The, the, that doll in there is not what the original Annabelle Annabelle looked like she was just a plain raggedy hand doll Mm -hmm. and I found one in America they're getting quite expensive now Uh, and she's gorgeous. Yes she is. She's got a little stained pinny on and she's got the little love heart on her chest that says I love you so that means that she's a real one Mm -hmm. but maybe she's the mischief
0: maker in the studio tonight. I think she is the mischief maker. (laughs) We better get rid of that doll before Tracy comes in in the morning.
1: Oh yeah Tracy won't like that Mm. at all. Now we did get a nice comment there that that last song woke them up for the rest of the evening. They're quite happy. Now this is the time of the evening that we have some tarot questions. So so you've got time uh, to text in a question zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. If you can be a little bit specific, that would be great. Uh, I do have one here ready to go for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm worried about my husband never taking time off from his job. He's getting older and worried his health will be affected. Can you pull a card for him, please, Frida?
0: Okay. Well, it looks like you've got someone who just doesn't want to give up. We've got the Eight of Pentacles here, and this is the card of the apprentice. Forever learning, forever stretching, forever saying, no, I've still got to finish this. I've got to make it perfect. So to me, there seems to be a perfectionist um, around you and someone who just wants to keep on challenging themselves. And it's a little bit like, what am I if I am not working? Who am I? What what?" Am I going to do? So, you're going to have to offer him something much better in his view to get him to loosen the grip on the job. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. Or work out how he can integrate that in some way, shape, or form um, that isn't going to be as stressful because he's not giving it up anytime soon. Not at all. Okay, I've got another
1: question for you
0: here. My son has been
1: offered a job that is living away from home. He's still only 16.
0: How will he go? Oh, okay. And we have the Knight of Cups here. And the Knight of Cups is, the Knights are always cards that talk about um, messages and um information coming through and the cups are about emotion so i think you have to understand that you have grounded your son very very well you have done the right work the right job with him and he is going to make you proud. So I think you can let him go and let him explore this opportunity. You're never going to be far away. You're only a phone call away or or, or a a text away. So this is where you have to kind of let go a little bit as a mum and trust.
1: Very nice. Got another? no other questions that have come through at the moment. But there's cards in the tarot deck that are quite often misunderstood. Now, uh, the first one I want to mention is the fool. Mm-hmm. So when the fool card uh, gets pulled, I remember the, before I sort of knew anything about tarot, I used to think that it meant I was an idiot. Mm-hmm. So what does the fool actually mean in the tarot deck?
0: Well, sometimes it can be. the It can, can talk about someone who is um, being a little bit of an idiot at Absolutely, But it's often the beginning of a new journey and it requires a big leap of faith. So when you look at the card itself, there's this young man who is on the edge of a mountain literally this is this, this, this analogy of this big leap of faith and he okay. looks like he doesn't have to care yeah. in the world are you going to do it or aren't you going to do it what are you going to take with you from your past how are you going to um, attack this it can be interpreted in many ways and this is where someone's intuition will come in the reader's intuition where the reader has to really consider what part of that card is important and what information it needs to be passed on because some Some people kind of poo-poo tarot and go, oh, they're just a reader. They just read the cards. They're just reading the meanings off the cards. Yeah, but each card has a hundred different meanings and depending on what you're choosing and picking for that particular person will create the story.
1: Alright, I've got one more question for you because we're going to have to head off very shortly. Um, Will Melbourne's lockdown restrictions lift enough soon so I can see my daughter? It's been nine months since I've seen her. Lots of love, Renee. And I'm
0: going to say with a ten of pen Yes, yes.
1: Well, that's a really good card, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it's a good card. It's a a card that um, talks about well-being, finance and um, that sense of a family being together together and uh, in comfort. So I would say that yes, there is a great possibility you will see your daughter before Christmas. Oh, that's awesome.
1: I hope that that gives you some joy there, Renee. Now, that brings us to the end of the show. But um, what have we got coming up next week, Renata? Lots of walking.
0: Lots of walking. Every day. Lots of walking. Hopefully um, I'll be able to reach out to a few more of the sites that we have and um, speak to them about what um, the future holds with regard to coming back for tours, mm-hmm. which is so important at the moment because we haven't worked for two months. So it, it's going to be really, really important. But there will be restrictions. We will have to play by the rules. So, um, yeah, don't don't come in arguing or whatever. We're just going to have to find follow um, what is the best for everyone and things will change as as time goes and for those people who are
1: still trying to get vaccinations um there were uh if you in newcastle and you looked at i think it was chemist Chemist works i think they've been offering vaccinations of the pfizer and what's the new one moderna yep so um have a look at their websites and they they've had quite a few available so get in there get yourselves vaccinated so that you can come and join us on a tour somewhere Mm -hmm. we need to head off renata
0: yeah if you would like to um sponsor us uh, in our one foot forward go to our pages ann and renata frightfully good um and there are plenty of uh, posts with regard to sponsorship and how you can sponsor us we've raised over a thousand dollars which is so awesome. proud. <laughs> but we're heading out and we will see you next week
1: see you next week and see you on the dark side